Without your love, without your love, without your love. Oh, without your love, without your love, without your love. Wake up without your love. I want to know where you've been last night. I want to show this you got a phone inside. You don't want to talk. to sing this song right next to you. I felt like it was like, I never serenaded anyone with this song because it's not really a serenade kind of song. Yeah, but it was really cool. And in fact, <laughs> I was talking to Louise about it on the way over here and I said, I, I want to... I, want, I, I used to work with, with, with musicians, mm -hmm. and uh, I said to Louise, I want to sit down with Jules for like an hour, and I want to work with him for like an hour, and, and, and yeah, mm -hmm. I want to do that with you. You're, you're like you need me, but I, I have a couple of ideas, because cool. you are fast-tracking mom. Be, be 
Make yourself at home. Your home is our home. I will put this baby here to the side. Okay, put it to the side. Jules is going to sing again. This is Jules Galley, and he's going to sing again later in the show. And he's got an EP that just came out, which and that's the title song. Yeah, without your love. And there's going to be links on my Facebook to how to get them. Jules, tell us about the look at look at this. What is this? So these are my custom beaded earbuds. I call them Beads by Jules right now. I like Beads by Jules. That's happening. <laughs> we for got me. Beads by Dre, but these are Beads by Jules. And, um, oh, Beads by Dre, right? Yeah, exactly. So, how did you come? I, like, I've never seen this before. How did yeah. you come up with this idea? Uh, it's a good question. I don't really know how I came up with it. I've been making them just like for myself and friends, like for the, ever since I moved to LA. I think like for the past like five years. It's a very LA thing. I guess so. Yeah, I, 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 I love to customize things. Like I, I'll custom, I'll draw on you know on canvas shoes and things like that. I did, you know, this is my design and I paint uh, and I've always been creative. I guess it's sort of like another way to express my creativity and also to, you know, I mean, music has so much color. When you listen to it, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like you could somehow bring color to the sound, you know? And so that's kind of like my thing, like bring color to the sound. Uh, like you your know, hat, like my Which, hat. Like you always have a signature red going on. I, I was going to wear my red feathers and I forgot. Yeah, no, red's great. Forget that. Red, red, I know. I'm sorry. Red pops. And uh, red pops. Yeah. Red pops. It's great, but it also um, is power. Yeah. Right. It's power. It's got a lot of different attributes. Uh, it's it's obviously uh, passion. Mm -hmm. uh, I passion to me is creativity as well, so that's why like, it's well, always When's your birthday? What time are you? Uh, I'm uh, a Virgo. I'm September 7th. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, red is like, the way I put it is like, it's positively violent. Because, I mean, it is the color of blood, so red can also be very violent, but the way I use it, and the way I think a lot of people use it, is mm -hmm. to, you know, grab attention, you know, to like, sort of focus something, and if it's all, if it's a positive thing, then, uh, it's a good use of the color. It's very powerful when Jules is on stage, and uh, when I saw you, you had an eight-piece band behind you, which, who are amazing. Mm -hmm. At Family Jewels, is that correct? The Family Jewels, yeah. The Family Jewels. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Koi, what's Koi's last name? Koi Ananta. Koi Ananta, an unbelievable uh, electric uh, violin player, mm -hmm. um, and sings back up with, with Jules. They're amazing together, but the whole band's amazing. But when you're on stage with eight people, you're kind of the only thing that we see because mm -hmm. that red and then usually when, when I've seen you you've had red sneakers on too so yeah. you pop on both ends which exactly. is pretty yeah. great and so you're Jules is 24 which is yeah. crazy but you're pretty young to have figured so much of this out already we're gonna we're gonna uh -huh. talk about how you've done that and how you've managed to market yourself so powerfully before we get into um, Jules's background in history I just want to say a quick shout out to our sponsors, um, to Rick Smokey and Quick Quick Impressions. I don't have any of my I don't have any props with me today. But if you ever need anything printed, if you need EP covers oh, really? and stuff like that, yeah, Rick will take such good care of you. All right, all right. Uh, Quick Impressions in Chicago, they're amazing. He's very philanthropic. He does so much good for the world, and he also is really kind to artists and oh, um, makes great business cards and EP covers and all of that kind of stuff. Ooh. Hi, Rick. He's, yeah, Rick's pretty fantastic. And also, um, on the way over here, Nicole, uh, Nicole, 
Louise and I stopped at Starbucks, and it, before we ever got to order, this guy came up to me and said, who cuts your hair? Nicole Venables of the Ruby Begonia Salon cuts my hair. And I said that your hair is pretty dope, that's true. I mean, when you, you said, oh yeah, I used to work for musicians, I'm like, you could be a musician yourself. Like, Thank you. I was, my name was Rock Girl. I was a promoter. Oh yeah? Yeah, oh, that was my go. thing. What, what'd you say, Louise? Oh, dude didn't even say hello. He, he didn't just, say hello. He yeah. was like, who cuts your hair? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and what's interesting is that this haircut is so, I was supposed to go today, and I said it's too crazy with the thing, but I've been waiting for her for four weeks because she's so booked that I, I'm four weeks overdue. My hair is so overdue. I would have been very coiffed and, and special today. But, um, but yeah, this guy freaked out over my hair, you know, in, in so Nicole Venables, the Ruby Begonia Salon, uh, there's links on my page. She's amazing. Um, okay, so let's get back to you. So, so people can get your stuff. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. put links to this stuff. So, okay, so it's take, all on my website, really. That's all. I mean, I got merch on my website. You can get excellent. Oh, I got shirts too. I got you know shirts, oh. all those kind of things. Yeah, I can grab one later. But okay, it's you'll basically grab the same. Shirt. It's like my my your design face. of the of the EP on your on a shirt. You know? Like so, it. I like you it. Wearing my face on you. Do ah. it. Um, and then Don't of course the cool thing is, I'm just gonna keep reminding myself how old you are, or how old I and, am. And you know the, the 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 thing is like as an independent unsigned artist, uh, you gotta find ways to to sort of like make you know make money. Of course, uh, of course, this is spending money to make money. But I just wanna serve like I just wanna serve people, give people something else than just my music. You know, and like hey, here's everything else that's sort of like this is part of my world. And uh, if you care for the music, then maybe you'll care for, for the other things. You know that like are. It's just it's all it's all one. It's really. all part of who it's you are. It's all part of who I am. So uh, that's it's my means of expressing myself. Which I totally relate to as an artist. I mean, I'm also. Uh, I think of being a talk show host not so much as being an artist as being a, a facilitator for other artists. Mm -hmm. But I'm a writer and right. I do all of that. And so yeah, yeah. and. Money is never the thing that has driven me, which yeah. is why it makes a little of it, but it's, but I love everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And everything that I do, I hope, is of service to other people, which is yeah. the point yeah. of the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, to connect and to serve. Yeah. Uh, and you do that incredibly well, and I'm not really sure how, okay, so, so take us back. So you're a little kid, you grew up in Lyon? Yeah, Lyon, France is where I was born and raised. By my awesome parents. So, and, and with my little brother, uh, we lived uh, sort of like. Uh, I mean, I was born in the city, but we lived in the, on the countryside. So, I grew up. Uh, small you know, town. Yeah, very small town. Like how many kids like were in your school and stuff? I kind of. I went to various different schools, but I mean, you're in America here. Like, I, mean, I moved to high school. There were like three thousand five hundred kids. It, it is France is. She can't even compare, you know. It's, there it's were five thousand kids in my high school. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't have that uh, in France. It's it's you know it's more uh, it's more isolated. Like it's it's still you know there's a lot of villages. The, right. It's an old country, so we're still we still have the that construct. Uh, that and so where is Lyon in relation? Lyon is is geographically. Yeah. It is in the southern half of France, but it's at the top of the southern half of France. So it's not south of France by any means. Because um, I was in Central Pay, so not down no, there. No, no, yeah. Saint Tropez is, is it's so awesome. Saint Tropez, but South of France is awesome. Uh, but the, the New Orleans <laughs> is a great city. It's like the, it's like a small Paris, and it's, uh, nice. um, it's pretty close to the Alps, so it's mm -hmm. more on the eastern side of France, mm -hmm. and the lower half of France, like just, just 
It's right there. And so your father was in the restaurant business. Yeah, my my father is a chef. And He's the artist of the family. He's the really. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's an art. It, it is, is an art. It is, I mean, you write absolute. a song. You that's a, you got a recipe for food. You have different ingredients. It's like a painting. Absolutely. Um, it's all. It all relates. You know. We were just talking before the show. Um, James's uh, James's Jules' father <laughs> is the, was a personal chef for Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Still, like the you know, if you want to hire my dad, you can hire him. So that's basically how it is. Uh, he cooks for different people, and he has a main main clients. Uh, and he cooks for some television shows. He cooks, he yeah, he cooks for for uh, James Burrow, who's the director <laughs> of Friends and Will and Grace and stuff. So it's a, it's a, I mean. We're here because of him, you know. This is this is my dad is. This was his dream. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's always had the American dream even before I was born. Um, so did he have his? Own, did he do the same thing in France, or did he have his? Own, did he, he have had a restaurant? He had a restaurant. Yeah, he had he had a few restaurants, um, which is sort of like the thing you do, right? You're you're a chef. You you're like, well, I'm going to open my restaurant and uh, and have clients and stuff, and that's great. But America, you know, it's different, of course. Uh, oh, wasn't that hard in, for him to leave? It, well, that. It, it wasn't, it, I tell you, it wasn't easy when we got here. It was a lot of hardship uh, to, to, to manage. And um, we're, I mean, he's a fighter, you know, you got to fight. So uh, when you first came Flor we Florida, Florida, yeah, we moved to Miami first. He got a job there, so, uh, and, uh, and then we, we all moved there. My mom and my brother and I landed in Miami July 4th of 2008. So 2008, so, okay, so 10 years ago. Yeah. So you were 14. Were you already making music? Uh, no. I, I, well, I've always sang. I went okay. to the conservatory in, in, oh. in Lyon. Mm -hmm. I was a, like in choir. But I didn't write my own music. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've always wanted to. Like I've, I've always, ever since I was maybe like six or something, I was like, I'm going to be a singer. This is what I'm going to do. You know, so. So what, what sparked that, do you think? Who, who influenced you when you were a kid? Um... I think it's all the music that my parents listened to, and especially my dad's music, because he was such a diehard fan of Johnny Halliday and uh, Michel Sardou and people that you guys probably don't know. But um, what's interesting is that Johnny Halliday, who just passed last year, was like the French Elvis. He's the guy mm -hmm. who brought American music to France. Oh wow! Um, so he would do all the Elvis numbers, and mm -hmm. you know, 1960s and such. And my dad was was really really uh, into his music, so. I think it's like that, the, you know, strong performer, like really iconic performance, was always part of like what I would see, you know, as as. Because you are very much that. I mean, hard for people who don't know you. You're, by the way, um, we're on Jules's Instagram live right now. Too, yeah. Hello. Which is Bonjour. Uh, <laughs> which is really cool. We're Some trying people from new. France too. Hello. Very nice. Yeah. Um, it's late there. It's very. It's like it's, the middle of the night, right? It's the middle of the night. Yeah. 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 We'll um, see if they show up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I forgot where I was. So going so with that. we were talking about how like I you know I grew up in France listening to French music, but I listened to a lot of different music. Um, and Did you grow up with American pop? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, my mom uh, would always listen to like Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with Motown. My dad would blast Michael Jackson in the house. Because uh, you you for me, I can see that Michael Jackson yeah. Jackson influence, and I can see the Elvis influence. Yeah. When you see Jules perform live. It's it's this it's the music it's the singing but it's so much performance as well. Yeah, it's very. Um, I've I've always I've always loved being on stage. Like there's no there's no other place for me that I, I felt I feel so good. Like you know I mean 
I used to play soccer when I was a kid, and I was just, <laughs> it wasn't for me. Yeah. I would just look up in the sky and like, eh, whatever, you know? <laughs> and uh, my mom was like, you know, maybe you should try something else. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, um, I'll, maybe we should, I should dance. Did, so did you take dance lessons? Yeah, so I, it was maybe when I was, Natural what, like, too. nine or something, or ten, and mm -hmm. I, I started with tap dancing and then nice. hip-hop. So I did tap dancing and hip hop, and that was it. Like I mean, I just loved, I loved performing. I loved to dance. Did you ever act when you're in school? Did you no. do school plays? No school plays? No, in France we don't have that. Really? <laughs> no, we don't have. <laughs> we study. We don't have that. We we study too much for that. We have way less. We don't have extracurricular activities. Uh, really? No, like if you want to do sports, you you go. You have your team, like in your of your town, you know, and you do that. But, but not at school. No, at school we start at eight, we finish at five, and it's studying. So were you a good student? Yeah, I've always, I've always, I've always been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty good at school. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I've always been good at, at focusing on mm. something and being quiet because I love to draw. I've always been drawing. So like, you know, if you take my brother, he's, he wants to, he always wanted to go play soccer and mm -hmm. go, go wild and run. And, you know, and I was always like watching documentaries, uh, animals or TV shows. I love to watch TV, mm -hmm. uh, Disney movies especially, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then draw. You know, I would pick books and like oh, drawing uh, animals and things like that. So, and did you go to school for architecture? Did I read that? Yeah, I uh, I did that after I graduated uh, from Coral Gables High School in Miami. Uh, I went to Pratt. I got accepted to UF, where all my other uh, University of Florida. Okay. All my friends uh, went there, but I. I I wanted to go to New York. You know? I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I wanted to, 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 I had gone there maybe once or twice before just to visit and mm -hmm. um, I think just like my dad, I've always wanted to like see, see beyond mm. what is already around me. You so know? what was that experience like for you? Awesome. So where, where did you live in New York? I lived in Brooklyn. Okay. I, I went. I lived in a dorm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Fort Greene area, mm -hmm. the Cobb Avenue, well, which is really hot. It's now. really cool now. And it's yeah. just getting mm -hmm. more and more so. Yeah, and it was great. I mean, I was I was seventeen, turning eighteen, and I, here I was in New York, living by myself, you know, uh, without my parents, all that. It was like, yeah, it was awesome, you know. Um, were you already doing? Were you doing music? Yeah. So. Um, What's like what started uh, as a what well, I started as a songwriter mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. uh, so when when people ask me like, oh, why do you not sing in French? It's because I actually learned to uh, learn the craft in this country writing in English. Because as I was learning English, mm -hmm. I was writing lyrics. So now wait. So when you came over from France, did you speak English? No, not really. I mean, we have we have English, uh, you know, classes in school. Right. Um, I, you know, like, like I, I was a good student, so I had very, very, you know, small, uh, That had to be very challenging, though, to start school in America and not really have yeah. a full grasp of the language. No? I don't know. It, 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 when, when, when I go back, mm -hmm. uh, it, it doesn't seem like that. It seems... Did it come quickly? Yeah. It oh, yeah. Quickly. I, uh, and you'd watched, Ameri had you watched American TV and movies and stuff? Or we, they were dubbed? They were, were dubbed. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were extremely dubbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> extremely dubbed. Extremely dubbed. Um, but I, but, but I always listened to, to American and, and British music. Look at all this love you're getting. You're hey. getting like love out the wazoo Hi, here. Hi, everybody. Louise, I'm, I'm trying to see if like who we should be saying hello to. Um, 
Any any request for French uh, shout-outs? <laughs> <laughs> Simone Elizabeth. So the Simone is a French name. Simone, yeah, yeah. that's true. Simone. Um, okay, so you so you got the language fairly quickly. You didn't yeah. feel like you were a freak in a strange land. No, I mean of course I was the Frenchie, you know, and mm -hmm. but it. It's a, it's not a bad thing, you know. I'm it sure helps. It was, uh, yeah, I'm sure it actually helped. Uh, it's pretty cool, <laughs> and uh, but I, I I really wanted to. It really bothered me uh, to be categorized as this one thing, mm. you know, to be called Frenchie by everybody, mm. and you're like, yeah, it's cool, it's fun, but my name is this, and this is, who, and I am, a you know, a person. All of these things. I am, you mm -hmm. know, all of that, and I'm not just the kid who speaks French, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so I think that's also what really I really wanted to clear my accent as soon as I can because. Uh, uh, <laughs> the first, and now the first time I met Jules, I was like, "Wait a minute, where is your accent?" I, know, I mean, right? it's, it's there. I can hear it now a little bit, but when I first met you, I didn't hear it at all, and I was like, I was totally bummed out. Well, especially like, when you're like, "Hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you." you know? like, I mean, you say those things so many times right. that. that um, you know that the accent completely washes out but when I'm looking for my words or if I'm tired or if I'm under some kind of drinking uh, <laughs> the you, accent will come will come out do you think how do you th well, I think in English you think in English think when in you English, guys are I in the house English. together do you speak French as a family we speak French yeah yeah uh, my brother will totally answer in English though because oh, okay. <laughs> my brother was like 11 or 12 oh. when he moved so his English picked up so so fast uh, it took about, I think for me, like a year. Mm -hmm. After a year, like we went to New York as a family, maybe six months mm -hmm. after we moved. And I felt like, I mean, I was actually helping my, my parents, like, you know, I was talking yeah, to, I was talking to strangers. Um, whereas like my dad was the one who spoke English first, but my dad's English is, is not really good. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good, but he will always sound French and he will always have grammatical errors and all of that you know what i mean my mom though my mom's english is very good she speaks spanish now um i think that's working in retail helps mm -hmm. you know it all depends on which environment you're absolutely in. um and you're f and for what your father does being french well yeah, yeah. it's fantastic it, it, it definitely is part of the whole thing i i've friend, always I wanted personal to personal french chef oh yeah and i think because i wrote in english i wrote songs in english mm -hmm. and i would be the singer I really didn't want to have a French accent when I was singing in English. I thought that was like actually a poor statement of my talent, um, as I was like 15, 16, 17. Um, so I really wanted to, you know, I want to do the best I can when I'm doing my music. So that, that's also why I think I... Uh, so when you decided that you wanted to... So you were always singing, but I was did always you teach singing. yourself guitar? Did you take yeah, lessons? I taught myself guitar. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was, my, that was actually my 17th uh, birthday. Uh, my parents gave me this guitar and uh, I've had it ever since actually. And, and so did you, do you know how to read music or do you do it by ear? I, it's, it's all by ear really. Mm -hmm. uh, con the conservatory years, I, I did two years uh, for choir. Now that, that was very, you know, classical oriented mm -hmm. and I had to learn how to read. But I've, I've all, it was always easier for me to, to pick up, like I was always just better with ear mm -hmm. and repetition. Um, and I was kind of a brat at that time mm -hmm. with those things. Mm -hmm. So actually after two years I got kicked out. <laughs> uh, because I, I, I didn't like the classical music thing that we were doing and mm -hmm. singing, you know, in churches. Like it was just not where I, what I wanted to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I think, 
think if I were to if I were going back now, mm-hmm. I would love it because really? I would because I know what the lessons would help me for. Mm-hmm. You know, back then I just wanted to sing and I wanted to hang out with girls. You know, and uh, that's all. So did you when you were still in France? Did you no? Because you came here, you were fourteen, so you didn't have a band when you were. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I. I because I, I, I sang so much in the, the school. Like, actually, after conservatory, I didn't want to sing anymore. Mm. Like, I didn't want to make it my thing anymore because it, it sort of turned me off inside, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I still listened to music. Uh, and at that time, I listened to my own music because what happened is when I was 11 and I got accepted to the conservatory, I would travel to the city. Mm-hmm. So from the countryside to the city, it's, it would take me about like two hours. Of train and those kind of things so my dad and my mom they got me like an mp3 player uh, and so for the first time I could have my own music in there and I would download it it's the time that we had like all these uh, lime wire thing that fucked the whole industry up and that was part of it <laughs> downloading free music but yeah. so I would listen to like 50 cent and Usher and my American stuff and Bob Marley and then I walk into class and we're doing mm. you know like <laughs> that kind of yeah. old music uh, mm-hmm. from the 1700s which is incredible it's the mm-hmm. best we've ever had but as a kid you know yeah I, that makes total sense then i moved to america and uh i met um i, I met a really good friend of mine one of my only american friends because in miami there's not many american people actually there's a lot of cubans there's a lot of cubans yeah yeah uh, a lot of immigrants like mm-hmm. a lot of french people too and so on mm-hmm. and so forth and he was why, why do people go to Florida, I mean, Cuba right. makes sense, but why, Good question. why from France? Uh, I think it's the number one, the weather. Mm. We don't have that weather in France. Mm. Uh, the proximity, you know, in, in relation to the rest of America. Okay. Because um, you might want to go to California right away, right? But it's really far. Yeah. Um, and New York, it gets really cold, and mm-hmm. we had that already. Yeah. And it's also like a little bit more overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's it's way it's just way more American already. Like it's way more set in its own ways. Right. Miami, I think we we just felt a little bit more easily accepted because it's 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 literally this platform of, of I mean, the whole world is there to like to start a new life. You know, in New York, New York too. I mean, there's a lot of a Irish lot of yeah, a lot of immigrants too. I think it was really the weather and proximity, and my dad got uh, had some contacts over there to start uh, fishing himself to get some. So, how long did your family stay in Florida? I know you went up to New. York. They stayed in total seven years. And so, what what brought you? All, did you all come out to California together? No, I, I'm so after after New York. Um, Wait, did you finish college? No, I did not. I uh, I did my first year, mm-hmm. and it, it went really well. I I was, I, I mean, architecture is incredible. It's it taught me so much and. It's a really great profession. So whoever is an architect out there, like, <laughs> shout out for sure. It's it's a hard one. Um, I had a band in Miami when I was in New York, mm-hmm. and so every time I would go to back home, uh, I would you know we'd write, we'd jam and stuff. And in the summertime after that first year, mm-hmm. um, we recorded a demo, we played some shows, and we thought we were the shit and. Uh, <laughs> and then I we you know released the thing on SoundCloud and I went back to to New York for my second year, and I would have people like hitting me up like damn like I actually like your stuff and you know and I was like girls and then I was like oh okay really okay and I would just find myself in the first week you know in class just working on lyrics and I 
really couldn't put myself in it. Mm -hmm. And so I called my dad and was like, yeah, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like I have to, I have to go back to Miami and do music with the band. Like this is what I'm, this is what I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I went with a plan B, which is, which was great. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing with architecture is that it's actually as uncertain as other artistic professions. Is that true? It is. Like it's actually one of the top five worst professions to have if you want uh, certainty and like ease and comfort because really there's a saying with architects is like you'll sleep when you die. You sleep when you die. It's literally just actually a, I know a couple and they do work. Just as ridiculous. much as like you know if you if you want to be a sculptor, a painter, an artist, a dancer. It is your like, 24 7 it's all you do all the time you have to put in the hours you have to really dedicate your life to it um, mm, but there's demand for it isn't there there's more demand yeah for sure I mean than a sculptor yes but, <laughs> but there's also a lot of uh, architects that will just literally do the job that's given to them in a, in a big firm and they'll they'll you know work on cubicles for a city I mean the buildings you see built in, in cities are not really interesting in the grand scale of, of what architecture brings, mm -hmm. you know, to the world. Now, if you're going to work on like like Frank Lloyd and build incredible million dollar houses, mm -hmm. um, or like you know the the, the Disney Center in, in downtown LA and you create mm -hmm. these incredible, it's just like if you want to be Rihanna, like there's only one like that, you know, there's one in a million that gets to that level. Mm -hmm. And architects actually get there usually when they're past 50. You know, it's really, it's a long, it's a long process. There's a few superstars like young, you mm -hmm. know, but it's like, again, it's just a few. So, uh, so when you made that call to your father and you right. said, I want to not do this anymore, how did that call go? It actually went really well. I mean, I have very supportive parents and, um, and, and I think it's also because my dad is, does what he does. He, like we have that in common, like he gets it, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, he was like, oh, this, this is, you know, okay, if this is what you want to do. Um, I saw your father at one of your shows. He's a very big cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both my parents do. My, yeah. my mom actually is the one working the merch table. Now, okay, so. nice. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see you there, but I did see your dad taking pictures and posting them. Yeah, by the way, we're going we're gonna to sign off of Jules' Instagram right now, and if you want to watch the rest of the show, Come on over to Facebook. It's on. Did you? You did. I don't think you did a repost on Instagram, but I did. You did. It's reposted on Jules's Instagram, so you can find the link in my profile, and you yeah. can see the rest of the show. And also, yeah. after the show, we'll be posting links so you can. Or see if it we're later. connected on Facebook, you simply go to my Facebook and. Uh, the I don't show think is... the live show is going on. Did you? Oh, isn't well? Yeah, because the... you you um e... you've tagged me in it, so it should. It, no, not till oh, I end it, unless okay. you you. Oh, Sal is saying hi, Jules, mom. Sal oh. Gomez. Gomez, Sal Gomez, the photographer, he said bonjour du concert. Sal. Yeah. Hi, Al. Al takes incredible pictures. Oh, of see, your mother has the French accent. This yes. is the accent I've been looking for. She does. Oh, yeah, oh beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll we'll see you guys over on Facebook. It? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so thank you. So you had yes, thank you, Louise. Louise is Louise. Come on into the shot for a minute and say Louise. hello. Because Louise has Dis a bonjour. Bonjour. Say hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. Here's Louise Palanker, and she's been back there working the camera. What do you think of all this, Louise? Um, I think that the um, 
there should be a prize for whoever can guess what mom's making. <laughs> <laughs> What's mom making? She it's just took out a it's bowl. It's a healthy thing. So. It all will be revealed at the end of the show. Yes. Something Thanks. healthy, of course. Thanks, Louise. It was really funny. I was, uh, in fact, when I came to your show, I was having an issue with Facebook Live, and all of my videos were coming out blurry, like the one I took of you that mm. night was blurry. And so I, I called Louise and I said, do me a favor, check your Facebook Live and see if your Facebook Live is blurry. So her husband made eggs. So she went live with Ronnie making eggs. And let me tell you, that video has more hits than like right. any video on Facebook. Isn't it funny? Like when you do things so candidly and you're like, whatever, like there's no, I don't know, you have no attachment to it. You have, there's no resistance yeah, to it. It's just like whatever. It's, it's like the things that go viral. It's like if, if we could figure out what that lightning in a bottle is that makes things go viral. I think it's eggs. It's, it's eggs. There's People this, like to eat. There's this, there's this one video of this ba This dad is, have you seen this? The dad is beatboxing oh, that's for great. the kid. And the baby is like. And the baby's like doing the, that has like 15 million hits. Yeah. And I mean, you, there's no way when he just did that. So that he was he like, any oh, no. Yeah, we're gonna go viral now. I think uh, it seems that like, uh, People want real, they want real things, you know, like it's not like 90s or 2000, even like you look at the music videos of artists today and stuff, like it's, it's very real life or it really mm -hmm. talks about real life. It's not so much like makeup and gimmicks and stuff anymore. And I think people, I think it's sort of moving into that I, because of the social media. I think that's a, a really good point. I've seen a couple of your videos. Your videos are really beautiful and well produced. Whoever is doing your stuff for you, mm. um, and the one I saw that I can think of was on the beach. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And just this was Chris Hutchinson, who was the videographer, and we just literally just like I was like, let's just go to the beach with my friends, and that's what we did. You know, it's when, pretty fabulous. I was telling yeah. Louise Bed on the way over here. Yeah, I'll put links. On, mm -hmm. on Facebook so people can get them. So, okay, so let's go back to how this happened because right. your career has really, what blows my mind is that the reason that I found out about you is because some friends of mine that are really entrenched in the industry that are very high on the food chain mm -hmm. said, well, like, you have to come see Jules. And, and I mean, like, Brian Chatton talks about you like you are Elvis, right? <laughs> he is, yeah, he calls me the crazy, the fucking frog. The, the fucking frog. So, so, so Brian, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Brian's going to be watching the show. Brian. Brian. Um, Brian, Brian played keyboard for uh, Phil Collins before Genesis. I mean, Brian's been around forever. He's an unbelievable player. Have you heard he's, Brian play? He, he, yeah, I played with him actually yeah. at Lori Ray's uh, birthday. He's a crazy Brit. He's a crazy motherfucker. Right? He is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> he's a very crazy motherfucker. With the corniest jokes in the world, but he's an unbelievable keyboard player and a fabulous guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he was grouping out. Like, like, I was watching him watch you, and it's kind of hysterical <laughs> because it's, it's not even like groupy girls, which I'd kind of expect, but there were... Dennis Natlin. There are just as many men that I know. No, Korean boys are a different breed of person. They, they are. They get into like the intricate structure of the song and. Mm -hmm. they, yeah, but no, specific. but like Brian like watches Jules when he moves on, and he's like, like going like this to me, like to make sure that I'm like catching every move, yeah, right? Fanboys, they they think they're under the radar, <laughs> but it's all over their face. Yeah, it's yeah, hysterical. Yeah. Engaged. And like our friend Dennis Natalin's like shooting like. I know he did such, a great video. He did. He did. Uh, yeah, it was really nice of him to. Uh, do that. And we then also I saw that um, Steve Postel, who was yeah. just... Uh, well, Steve is actually... Steve is actually the reason why you and I 
now know each other in the grander scheme of things. Okay, so tell me how that happened. Because uh, I used to uh, make music with him and Elliot Bink. Actually, I wrote. How, how I did wrote, you connect with Steve? I wrote "Without Your Love" with Elliot Bink, who knows Steve, who knew Steve before I knew him, and uh, we wanted to record. Um, we had a first recording of Without Your Love that we recorded with at Steve's Pastel Studio. A, he's an amazing producer. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it was great. So uh, so that's how I know Steve. And then he would have his uh, um, Night Train Night shows, Train and I did, I, I did a, a guest perform for a few times. So how, how long have you known Steve? Like probably for like uh, two, three years now. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. So I didn't know how all... So, so then Laurie Reimers, uh, right. she, she saw me performing uh, one of his shows, and she sent me an email like, hey, like I'd love to... You know, bring you in the tribe for at least a show if you're into it, and I love it. It's so cool, like to play with all these incredible musicians that you know literally are on the records of the people that I look up to. You know, and some of them are the record. You know, what I mean? right? When it, when they play a cover, it's not a cover a cover because they actually wrote the song. Yeah, the guy played and drums on it. You know, you go. It's uh, it's it's really an honor to be playing with them, and uh, and now out of all of this, uh, we know each other because. Uh, Dennis, um, Brian, we they all came to you through that group. Yeah, I think uh, through Lori, through Lori, through like the other shows that I did in in conjunction with the tribe. So mm -hmm. it's you know you know circles how how it right. works right. Um, the musician circle in LA yeah. is pretty tight. Yeah. You know, Steve and I go back to Bleecker Street in New York in the eighties. I oh, was wow. Steve in the eighties. He was in a band called um, uh, Pure Prairie League, which okay. was an amazing band. I had a hit called Amy and and. Um, so I've known Steve, yeah, since way before you were born. Yeah. And uh, and I booked him throughout uh, everything that I've ever done. He's come along. So yeah, and he's doing amazing things now with um, I forgot what they're called, the the band that he's got right now. Little Blue. Oh, with no, uh, with Danny Corchmore. Yeah, yeah. And Leland Sklar. Mm -hmm. and they're, oh yeah, they're, yeah. They're like the Wadi Wachtel. They are the band. Yeah. And um, um, they're about to tour Europe and do crazy things. And so how did, did Rob Morrow come to you through Steve? Is that how that Rob happened? Rob Morrow is part of the tribe. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so that's I know how... Steve's producing Rob's new. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Super excited to listen to that. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we, we were both uh, performers on, on the tribe show. And, and uh, he's a super cool guy. Uh, we also are on the... Uh, do they know it's Christmas? Is that the name of the song? We did this, this uh, charity... Project uh, where we uh, all recorded, um, you know, they did the Live Aids uh, mm -hmm. in the eighties mm -hmm. with that song, with the Christmas song. Bob Geldof, right? Thank Sir you. Bob Geldof, who I've had tea with. What? <gasps> I, I know. Oh. What does he take? He is so fantastic. I, 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 he's he's an unbelievable human being. But um, nice. he's a sir for a reason. Yeah, he's amazing. So, so you guys did a version. Oh, see more family. Oh, uh, Papa, Papa yeah. is home. We've been talking about you the on chef. the air. Yes? Yes, did you cook for us? No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> he we, always brings food home. <laughs> we, do, we have been talking about you on the air. Come say hello. So that's nice. Hello? Hi. C'est Vicky. It's lovely Vicky to meet Bruno. you. Vicky Bruno. Nice to meet you. Hi. Louise. Hi. Louise. It's French, Louise. Mm -hmm. It is. And she can speak si. a little French. Oui. That's nice. Un petit peu. <laughs> papa. C'est un papa. Un um, papa gali. So, um... So you did a version of the Christmas song. Yeah, we did. We all like came together. Do, Ken do Stacy's on it. Dude, Rob is on it. Uh, all the incredible Mark Men on guitar. Uh, I mean, 
the list goes on and on and on. And so all the proceeds uh, went to... Um, it came out already. Yeah, it came out around... I missed this. Yeah, right? It, it, it hit like almost like I think 200,000 players or something. And, uh, nice. And we, we made the good profits for the, the homeless community of, of the valley, like hope for, for the valley. Which is what the tribe uh, shows. Usually, all the, the money goes for. So tell tell community. people out there what the tribe is and what, what that's. Um. All right. So I'm, I mean, one of, I'm one of the newest members. So there's definitely someone more qualified to talk about <laughs> it. But what I can say is it's it's an all star band mm -hmm. uh, with, uh, you know, so we have like two bass players, two drummers. So it shifts yeah, quite a bit within a show. And uh, we come together, uh, uh, Lori and uh, Kevin Wax uh, are, Kevin is, is really the, the head of, of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what they do is they put on shows. Mm -hmm. uh, all the money, literally all the money goes to uh, help the homeless community of, of Southern California. Yeah, I think they've raised over a million dollars already in this just a few years. That's yeah. incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so how often do you play out with them? Uh, there's a, We have like several shows a year, actually. Mm -hmm. June is going to be pretty good. Uh, we have two shows uh, happening at the El Rey Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, both are sold out um, in June. And then there's July 3rd at the Canyon Club. So, yeah. Um, so, not, so, about you, so I saw something... Either you last summer toured, or are you going on a tour this summer, or I went to I toured France uh, last last year uh, with Koi. Uh, we did an acoustic tour. It was actually my first time going back to France after five years. Okay, so away. wait, yeah. Okay, so before we get to that, we have to go back. So, so you're you you leave architecture school. Yeah. You go back. To I go back Florida. to Florida. Um, the band eventually goes down in the shitter, but that's another story. Um, and are you, are you doing meet... all your music, or are you yeah. doing covers also? Yeah, I mean, we had a few covers, but mm -hmm. I've always really focused on my original music. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, we play shows and all that stuff, and um, yeah, I met someone. I showed him my demo, like a musician, you know, who is like a real professional musician, listening to it. He was like, "Okay, you have a good voice, blah blah blah. Like, you, it needs a lot of work." Uh, it was like a good in the face, you know. But like, I mean, it was it was the truth, you know. And it was like, but what, can you tell us something that he told you that helped inform you moving forward? so many things I mean the main thing he told me is like you got you have to go to LA that's really what he said and that's what changed my life you know because really? I, never, I never thought I would go to Los Angeles that was never part of like a did you come here before your family did yeah I came here by myself mm -hmm. I was 19 years old uh, lived here and uh, after a year or so like I saved money uh, did some research and all that and I knew two people here like that were pretty random people but uh, and I just moved here by myself and so how were you supporting yourself uh, I was doing modeling at the time, uh -huh. so I actually saved up doing I can, money. I can buy that. I, I saved up some money uh, to uh, to to live here for a bit, and then I did modeling here as well. Um, and do you not do that anymore? No, no, I I, I do not. But um, not do against not? it. I would love to. I would like to. I, I think at the time it was, um, you know, music takes a lot of, of time, mm -hmm. uh, and I just there's something with me when I don't feel really like connected and passionate about something I'm mm -hmm. just not going to do it mm -hmm. so you know I would go to castings and you know it's really I think it's like anything like if you want really if you want to be great at something or if you want to get booked at jobs for modeling and stuff you have to put in the work people think it's right. easy right it really is a profession uh, 
and there's thousands and thousands of guys in the city that want it so much more than me. You know, they're like, Lurdy, this is their path, this mm -hmm. is their thing. And mm -hmm. I just felt like I was sort of like a, an outsider, like I was sort of like a, and in there, not did a you, fraud, did you ever like, audition for commercials or try to do any yeah, acting? Yeah, I, I had. I actually would uh, book here in the city mostly uh, commercials. I wouldn't be talking on it, but like mm -hmm. commercials for Kia and Asia. The a Asian market seems to really like like what I looked like back then. Um, so you looked Asian. I did not. No, they no. were Caucasian, but oh. like Asians like Caucasians. Oh, yeah, like they Asia. used to really like my 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 vibe actually. I guess because I would book only. For the Asian market. That's interesting. Yeah. And it, it's a great, it was a great experience. I mean, I can get in front of the camera now. I know how to sort of do my boost deal looks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to meet great people, you know. I think I, I would I would really like to go back into it if I could somehow connect Marry my music with it, you know. So, like, if I could be represented as the artist, Jules Galley, more than just, like, a model. Like, mm -hmm. there are so many of them. Um... That'd be something quite interesting. I mean, I've had the greatest time. My first job as a model was going to Turks and Caicos. I was 15 years old. Uh, my dad actually chaperoned and came with, with me. And it was uh, like a paid vacation for a week. It was paradise. It was incredible. It was my first job ever. Uh, I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that doesn't sound terrible. No. So how did, the, how did the music start to escalate from just playing some local shows to, like, because now... Mm. When I was at your show, I mean, it, it was, I had no idea what I was walking into other than the fact that all these fanboys were so crazy about you. And girls, Karen Natalin as well was, is a huge Yeah, we do want girls. girls to come to the shows, yeah. by the way. Like, I mean, <laughs> boys are cool. He's got plenty of girl fans. The girls um, are cooler. Mama, papa, they're going to eat. Bon appétit. Bye. Um, so... It's it's a frenzy, Louise. It's a scene. You have to come with me. It's a lot of fun. Jules's gigs. I mean, I I can't even explain what it's like. I haven't seen that sort of energy in a club mm. in a long time. Mm. So it didn't start there. So how did it? Like, did yeah. you? Oh, was performance always a big part of playing out for you? Performance. Of, I mean, it's always been. I think my greatest skill within the music. Mm -hmm. You know, as an artist. Uh, I've always performed sort of naturally, you know, like when, even when I didn't sing really well or didn't have great songs, like I just always felt like I'm, I'm, I'm here, like I'm present, you know, and I can connect with an audience. So uh, that's, that's here. Then mm -hmm. as, a, as a singer and then as a songwriter and hopefully, hopefully that, you know, it'll all kind of get to the, to the, you know, a peak level uh, at some point. Um, yeah, okay, how did it start? I mean, you go to LA, you meet people, you play out. Um, it's really sort of like the story that... So were you doing like open mics yeah. and just kind of showing up and yeah. networking? I and... was doing like I had a duo with uh, with a Spanish dude at the time and we were writing together. And then and then I met some people that like wanted to record me uh, and stuff. And so then I branched out and I was doing my own thing. Uh, and then my guitar player uh, from Miami, that was in my band, mm -hmm. uh, Nawal Franco, he was, he was like, he's like my little brother. And so as soon as he graduated, he and my brother moved here. Mm -hmm. Moved actually here, like in this apartment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this apartment, <laughs> which, here. which is why his mama and papa. Yeah, here. exactly. We are we are home in Cute the gallery. House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and. Um, 
and so as soon as he, he arrived here, we, we like put sort of like a, a band together. We had a drummer, and then we got a bassist, and then we played Your brother's a musician as well? No, no, not yeah. my brother, okay. but I mean with now well. It was like having, you know, when you have a catalyst, when you have another person, mm -hmm. uh, and he's, he's great. So uh, it was it was quick. I mean, you meet people. Your, our first drummer was, our, was an Uber driver that we met, that he met. Like, dude, I met a drummer, you know, he used to play with us. <laughs> cool, you know, you jam, uh, and this is like, okay, it's on. You know, I like... I like so how old are you now when this is going on? I was 20-ish, uh, 21 maybe. And so I saw on your bio that you opened for Macy Gray. How did that happen? Yeah, we, uh, she, she has this um, organization, uh, I don't know if I remember the name, but... Something for kids uh, mm -hmm. that helps uh, kids in, uh, in in tough neighborhoods and stuff uh, get like, you know, an education in art or like an, an out. Mm -hmm. uh, well, how do you say that? An outlet, like a, a, a creative outlet. A creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so she was putting this whole show um, in downtown at the, the top of the U.S. Bank Tower, and mm -hmm. Susan Cope, who I love his music, was also part of it. And uh, yeah, they asked us how to join. She, how did they know about you? Uh, the uh, my friend Joey Saponi is a sort of, is a booker, mm -hmm. a promoter, and all that. And he was like, I I really want you to be a part of this. So so we did because I used to play at Crustacean for a mm -hmm. while, mm -hmm. and he he works with the, that whole team. So um, yeah, it was it was a great honor to be a part of this. So how is so that's that's a pretty great credit for a young. Yeah. Artist. Yeah. Um, we get to play our original music too, which is cool. I mean, I always value that a lot because mm -hmm. sometimes you'll like they'll ask you to play, you know, to, can you play this song and that song? Okay. <laughs> so do you know? Do you have like a, a big arsenal of covers that you can play if you're? Yeah. Asked? Oh, I mean, I'm a wedding singer. You are right now. So yeah. Are I mean, you? Is that, do you do that? That's how I make you know my, yeah. my money and my bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, uh, wedding singer with Ellie's band. Uh, they're a really big band here in. in um, Oh, I could so Popular see band. you do it. I could we're so dressed see in you white that. Oh and, uh, my god! Where I'm gonna go to Canada in, in June for the first time to Toronto with them. So it's it's really cool. I mean, it's a great uh, beyond it being a paid practice. Um, it's just uh, it's cool. You work with musicians. You always, you know, what I love the most is being with musicians, like doing, and going in the studio, working on. You know, I I love. I love to rehearse, you know, I'll never be like the guy who's like, no, no, like, um, we're done, you know, this song, like, we don't have to do it again. I just love it. I just love, I love to, to be doing it. How do people in your circle feel about auditioning for shows like The Voice or, or American Honor? Yeah, what, what, yeah, tell, that's a great question. That's Louise. a great question, yeah. Um, I'm to see if there's I don't questions. know, I don't know about what they, I mean, what people think. I think there's going to be people who say it's great, people who say it's not. I want you to know one of the greatest guitar players of all time is watching this show right now, Johnny Gale, oh, who's wow. got Hi, a show on, um, on Broadway right now, but Johnny is an incredible guitar player and he is watching you right now. Hey. And Johnny is not up, a bad person uh, nice. for you to, to know about you, so that's nice. really great. Pleasure. Um, I'm sorry. But that Broadway. Just like, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, but that, he, can't, he was a, he's a hard rock. Right, right, but having yeah. shows on Broadway. Yes. I mean, Bruce Springsteen is as, oh, yes, his one-man show on Broadway right now, and yeah, it's, uh, it's another level one day. But, you know, I could see you going that path. Mm -hmm. um, you're, very, you're a very theatrical performer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and your music is very sort of lyric-centric. Mm-hmm. 
emotional. I, I could see you mm -hmm. writing a Broadway show. I could see that happening. Too. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool. You know, we'll see what life has in uh, in store. Um, I love to create, so like really, it's uh, even like learning how to make movies and all that. I'd are you doing to... that? Well, I mean, you know, you make music videos. So how involved are you in that process? Like, how much um, input do you have? I mean, I, if I don't do it, no one, I mean, I gotta do it, you know? I'm not the editor, like, actually, Koi, Koi okay. is great, she's learning so fast, like, really? she did the edits on, uh, for It's Too Late, she's doing edits for, like, um, videos Koi that we're putting the, together, uh, um, the violinist. The, the electric violinist, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and uh, she's very smart, and she, she really likes to, like, She's very like technical, you know. Wait, stop. Like she's very smart. I heard now. I don't she, know if this is true, but I've heard she's a lawyer. Is that true? No, she used to be a doctor. She studied at Yale to be <laughs> a surgeon. She was going no, to, stop. to be a plastic surgeon, and she worked in the, in the hospital. For, yeah, I mean, she quit last year to actually dedicate herself to me. Can you imagine her parents? No, I mean, you, she doesn't have Jewish parents. You should so do. You should do a, a, a show episode with, with her because she is she is she is incredible story. I mean. I would. Could yeah. you imagine going to your parents? No, I'm. I'm giving up my my my, yeah. my medical practice, and I'm going to be an electrician. Mm -hmm. And she's doing great because she's incredible, and uh, she is. Incre she's incredible. She knows a lot of people that uh, that are great people in music. In she was a full, She was a doctor, and she gave up being a doctor. Mm -hmm. and no regrets. I I imagine. No. No. This is what she loves to do. She wow. loves it. Like loves it. Loves it. So. Uh, so she's she's a very she's an integral integral part of of my of my team. Like she, I mean, she helps me with she helps me with with this. You know, we we work on we work on the merch together and all that. So she's very involved. And, How did you guys come together? Oh, jam parties. We I met almost everybody I know in LA in music, in in <laughs> playing music like at jams, like you know, going to a house and everybody's playing and it's chaotic and it's fucking awesome. And it just goes on to like 5 a.m. You know mm -hmm. that that's that's the scene that really brought me to where I am in LA today. Ah, see, okay, so this is good. This show, Jules, is called The Road Taken because mm -hmm. basically the purpose of it is to help people sort of find a path. Like what what is what is working for you to become successful? Mm -hmm. What has worked for you? What tools have you amassed? What 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 mistakes have you made? Mm -hmm. um, so. If you could talk to the audience and say, right. what what do you think are the things that are working, and is there anything that sort of got in your way? So I, I think I think anyone everyone's got a different story. Everyone's Absolutely. got different things. You know, um, Joseph Campbell mm -hmm. so you know, follow your bliss. Mm -hmm. That's really I think the thing that we we can all because you you'll know inside what works for you, what mm -hmm. doesn't like. So like to answer back to like the voice and those shows like oh yeah, I'm to sorry, me, you didn't get to that question. To me that. The, that idea doesn't work for me. Why is that? I don't really. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Because I, of the competition. Yeah, I don't know if I really want to talk about why I don't like it because yeah. I don't know. I might find myself there one day and actually mm -hmm. fucking love it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To me, it, it just it was never like the way that I saw my career started. I felt like my career was gonna just build organically. Uh huh. Uh, which it has. Been. Which it has. Mm -hmm. But of course, the world has changed. Mm -hmm. So. Um, now you see that those shows are a great way to uh, introduce someone to the world to millions to millions of people which is which is that it's difficult like that is tough for me where like um 
if I could say like the help that I need is is on, on the business level, on like mm -hmm. my business team uh, manager and all those things to help me like find ways to break through as I broke through in LA on the one on the person to person thing mm -hmm. through that screen, through that that non personal the social media, those kind of things. Like, so how are, do you break you, through to... What are your uh, business managers doing to... Oh, I don't have them. Oh, you do Oh, ah! <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I work on okay. the one You're man. You're doing it all. Yeah, exactly. So, I can relate. Okay. Yeah, there you go. And it's uh, it's a lot. I mean... Social media is... It's everything, everything. today. It's everything. It's honestly not something that I'm naturally good at. Mm -hmm. I'm good at going on stage. I'm good at singing. I'm good at writing. I'm good at creating, drawing, those kind of things. I'm good at talking to people and shit, you know. But... Uh, being on that thing all day long, and I know it actually like it's soul sucking to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it just worked like like you know magically, I would love it. But it just it's not work. Like I just don't find how I feel inside when I'm doing shows mm -hmm. and when I'm meeting people, or just doing a pop up thing with a guitar or whatever. I don't feel that at all, even when I have when it when I have a connection on social media. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't translate with me and I think that's part of the same thing with those shows like uh, but but I've, hopefully I'm wrong I mean it seems like a lot of people are doing great with those shows and and I think uh, social media is an interesting Louise and I both use social media extensively um, not only for our creative projects but personally we we communicate with people and connect with people therefore in, in a very sincere and authentic manner and so like last night for example I put up a post about I, I had hit a wall when I, in an article I had to write and so I was talking about the fact that I did laundry and I was cleaning I was doing like everything else because I couldn't find the words and hoping to be able to sit down and write the mm. words and more people commented on that post than about the show I was about to do right mm. because everybody can relate to that yeah so when when we communicate with people about real things that everybody is experiencing, then they get more invested in the art. And then it's like, okay, I like this person. Mm -hmm. Because this yeah, person's showing me who they really are. They're that is how the world flipped with, with, with these new tools. Because back then, like, I mean, I, you know, I think of my idols. Like, you don't know really much about them except when they're playing music and performing exactly. and such. And so there used to be a mystery, but today you almost have to really give all of yourself away. But in... It's like, how do you do it? Like, like you said, like, you know, you tell the story of your life and those kind of things. Um, I think you can do it in pieces. Like, I, I think you can, you can retain a certain anonymity, which as a singer, songwriter, performer, you probably don't want everybody to know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and I get that. Well, you want to put it in your songs, you know, I think you want to, that's, that's what I'm hoping. And I guess, I mean, it's like, yeah, of course, like I've heard that before. Like, hopefully people will know me through my art through my music yeah exactly i mean just like kind of like what prince said you know it's like what do you want people to remember you to say about you or to like know about you when you're gone music. well maybe the more followers or the more success you have on social media or in your in your art the more vulnerable you feel when you do post because there's more the more people that are looking at it right right uh, actually uh when i watched that the documentary on lady gaga like mm -hmm. five foot two whatever mm -hmm. and Florence from Florence and the Machine, like they were doing a song together, and she, you know, and, and she, uh, she asked her, she asked Lady Gaga, like, how do you post when you have like eighteen million followers yeah. or whatever? She's like, I would lose my mind. I would like yeah. self doubt, <laughs> my, you know, and and I guess uh, 
like I don't know that I have yet found my found my truth as much as like Lady Gaga found her truth, for example. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't give a fuck mm-hmm. because she knows exactly who she is. Mm-hmm. And but what's interesting is with her, like she she had to transform herself completely. You know, put on sort of like all these different masks to actually then find out who she is. Yeah, kind of like and, the and mask of the like, like with Jim Carrey, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's it must be liberating to sort of like create to create this other persona mm-hmm. so that like you like as you are the regular day to day human being that you are don't have to feel so like involved with with that you know it's like you're when you're separated it must be i, I think they cool. start to morph, morph what, what, yeah. what, what, which is what happened for me like i got on facebook 10 years ago and i tried things like cursing on social media without putting asterisks and actually doing it and people started to come to my page for that <laughs> right to just kind of check that out and then that started to influence my freedom in the world as an artist as well yeah so i'm gonna suggest to you that you uh, give it a shot, like mm-hmm. putting something up there that really has nothing to do with a song or yeah. the music, yeah, yeah. and just a feeling mm-hmm. or um, a thought that you're having in that moment, and let people into a side of you that they might not know, because I yeah. think that helps people get really even more invested in the music, mm-hmm. and even more invested mm-hmm. in the art. Absolutely. And when they feel a connection to you as a person, and the other thing about social media, um, for anybody that's using it to promote their, their work, it's so much about genuinely giving a shit about the people on the other side of it, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. you know, I have 5,000 Facebook friends, and people go, well, how many of them do you know? You know what? I know almost all of them now, because mm. there's been, over the years, so much communication back and forth. Mm. Because every time somebody comments, well, I and comment Well, uh, and also, I mean, you, you probably were friends with most of them before. No. No? No. Before I had like all that Facebook stuff? No, yeah. I had like 100 friends when I first started Facebook, but then I started using it as a tool mm. to build my... Yeah. my women who write thing and so but what I do is I make sure that I can I don't make sure it comes naturally to me now I want to have a conversation with everybody that's on there yeah so it's kind of like a cocktail party um, mm-hmm. you know I post something people comment I comment back now we're going back and forth oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. and it's a conversation and now mm-hmm. they're real people Louise does this also yeah um, and um, it really does get people invested mm-hmm. in in you in a different way because now it's not just your art. Now they care about you as a person, and they know that you are aware of who they are. Mm-hmm. So, so what what's worked for you? Like this following that you have that is crazy that like shows up at your shows and like there. Mm-hmm. How do you cultivate that? Um, so, like I said, uh, I met people here organically, like right. jam parties and such. And uh, are those the people that are coming to your shows? I mean, a, a lot of them. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the source. Um, you know, you go to a jam, you get on the mic, you sing, whatever you improvise, you know, and then some people are gonna like what you're doing. So you stay in contact, you all do music, and then eventually they come to your show and whatever, and so on and so forth. It's like that snowball effect, right? But um, what's worked for me is, 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 is that. It's really, that's really what I know, is like meeting people. So networking stay, at those jams. Staying is... connected, like mm-hmm. uh, naturally, like, you know, text, uh, phone. Um, then of course you're on Facebook and all that, you know, those kind of things. Um, yeah, playing out really like, and I, I would suggest anyone, you know, who might be starting out to do that. Ça va? Hello, Papa. Tu veux dire bonjour à la caméra? Still recording? This is going live? Yeah, it's live. You're live. That's okay. 
here, this is, you know, here, you're live. C'est le téléphone, là. Oh, bonjour, caméra. Oh! Oui, parce que vous voulez qu'on parle français, j'ai vu sur, déjà sur... I, have, mm -hmm. I got like two words of that, but I loved every second. Les Américaines, elles aiment qu'on parle français. Right. When we speak French, we have one, one, uh, one feet in a bed. That's what, that's what they say. That's, yes. what I, that's what we like about you. Yes. That's what we like best about you. But it's too easy. It's, it's too, too easy. easy. <laughs> When you're French, it is too easy, isn't it? Um, Ross, yes, I hear you. Ross the boss. Uh, okay. He's French, Ross. Attends, Jules, je vais te montrer une good news en direct. I have a news. He has good news. I got that, but I don't oh, know what great. it is. He's showing Jules good news. Just now. Um, all right, so wait. So I'm looking to see who else is it. Black Airy is watching. Johnny Gale's watching. Peter Fogel's watching. Sal Gomez is watching. Wow. Diane is watching. Genial. Eileen Angel is watching. Hi, Eileen. She's a singer-songwriter. What are you guys laughing vibe about? What's so happy? So, the boss, uh, the boss. Je peux le dire? Je peux en parler? No, ça? no, don't talk about no? it. No? Oh. Why? Because, because it's... Because it's not... We're getting help from from yeah. some from people that um. Are really. I told you my dad cooks for Bruce Springsteen, so there's some good stuff. That are we have to out. talk about that because he he does a benefit. My friend is a restaurateur in New York, Drew ne Neoporant, and he owns Nobu and Tribeca Grill and stuff. And Bruce does events to raise oh. money for charity at Drew's restaurants. But ah. you should know Drew anyway. He's a very big restaurateur. He won the James Beard Award a couple times. Drew. Drew ne Neoporant. I'm going to connect you with him. Well, who knows? Yeah, please do. That's yes, great. he has many restaurants. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's nice. No, oh, but the story is, uh, <clears throat> I have. So we're just doing a little. <laughs> yes, yeah. I have a nice connection with uh, Bruce with Patty. Bruce Swan. He, he's very connected to Bruce. And, uh, yeah, she, and you are. And one time she she told us with Jules, when you have some something new about Jules, you, you send me and I send I send her. Not a bad song. person to have on your side. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and uh, and Patty, she's very nice because she knows how, how it's difficult to uh, to grow up in the music industry mm -hmm. with no connection, and she loves Jules' music and she tried to help him, mm -hmm. and and just uh, 20 minutes ago she sent me a very nice email about oh. Jules. You got this an email is, from Patty. Patty Springsteen. Mm -hmm. Patty wow. Scalfa. Meanwhile, Patty used to sing at a little club that I booked in 1985 on Bleecker Street in New York. Oh, really? Before, oh, before she was with, before the she was with promoter Bruce. of the, the music. Yes, I talk, ah. I talk uh, a lot with, with Patty, you know. That's wow. so text message, an email, and uh, she will, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Bruce, manager, assistant, uh, she will help Jules to have connection with, with good people. That's pretty oh. fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty it's great a, connection. It's the best, best news. That's and he just 20 minutes ago. Just yeah. happened right nice. now. So, that's cool. so yeah, glad nice. you get you get get the first one. There you go. First scoop. But yeah. this is part of I think what creates success. Um, it's connecting to people in all kinds of ways mm -hmm. and having meaningful connections so that they want to help. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're, they they must really appreciate your father and what he mm -hmm. does, so that 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 door is open for him to walk you through it. Yeah. And I think that's true for everybody. It's that we don't know who we, it, like if we're nice to everybody and we're good at what we do, at whatever we do, you never know who's good. Yeah, I think you just have help. to have uh, integrity, um, you know, be on top of, I mean, it should be the first thing anyways, right? Like it's one of the most important thing beyond talent and, and wit and all those things. Like it's like, it know, doesn't hurt to look like this. <laughs> This is not. No, this is not something not. that works against you. But it's almost. It's almost like it makes you want to. I mean, I've so many people tell me that you know, mm -hmm. and that's why they're like, oh, you should go to the voice, you should do those things, and I'm like, but 
not that it's it seems easy. It just seems like it's not really like I'm. This is not. You don't feel like you're earning it. This is not all that I am. You know what I mean? Like, and and because I have this facility or whatever, like, uh, this this you know, a gift or whatever that I can use. It it's not it's not something that should be my uh, my. Um, like the clothes I wear, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be that. It should my, my, what takes me there should be your work away from my face. Like, but the like voice is away from your face when the, when right. you're listening to on the voice. It's just your voice. Yeah, but no, you're still on, yeah, but you're still on TV and people still vote for you and and later. And but yeah. initially, and actually, we're getting to a place now. And I feel like the more good looking the artist is, the less people think that he's good because they think know. that they're like, oh well, of course, like he's. Of course he's here, he's making it because look at the way he looks. But yeah. when you have someone who's like comes from Nebraska and whatever and and they they you would never think of them to put them on a stage and they're incredible, they have something more than just like the pretty girl or whatever. The the two uh, out of the three top contestants on the voice right now is a woman who is a very large mm -hmm. um African American woman who sang background for, you know, like major people. Yeah. She's not young. Yeah, she's, and that, and that's great. I mean, God and, bless them. And like, another one is incredible. an older guy who's not—he's a country singer. He's not particularly attractive, oh, that's cool. but he's—but I'm telling you, it's—it's it's really about the chops on that yeah. on that show particularly. Mm. And I'm just thinking that for someone like you, Anthony Fedorov, uh, a friend of ours, uh, he was on the show, and he's a friend of mine. He does a lot of political music now to try to get people to vote and to to do the right thing uh, in life against guns and all kinds of stuff. He's pretty fantastic. And he was on American Idol season four and he made it all the way to uh, the, the quarterfinals. And um, it gave him a platform. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's, it's so so that's the thing is that you do so much philanthropic stuff and charitable mm -hmm. stuff and it's a platform for everything mm -hmm. that you do. So I want to encourage you not to kind of and, and and that's 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 very true what you're saying. And uh, actually, I uh, did my first singing competition uh, in this club in West Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely not the same. But it was the first like step into like you know I got invited to it, and mm -hmm. I was reluctant, of course, because I'm not really into competition. Right. But I was like, you know what? Like I'll take that almost like a sign, and I'll just I'll see what it what it's like. You know mm -hmm. how it feels like to be competing. You know, against other people and whatever, and so and it was a good good experience. Was so, it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, for the obvious reasons that like you're in an uncomfortable space and you need to you know feel more comfortable about it and like how to also pick songs that like you are gonna be good for this environment for the like what does the audience what do you think the audience wants to wants to hear from you also like what really works with your voice when you only have one song to sing. Uh, what what makes you stand out vocally? And did you learn stuff by doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I had to learn new songs. I had to uh, learn how to use my voice. Um, you know, it's 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 really. Uh, it's not like when I'm playing like for an hour and mm -hmm. and people are there to see me. So mm -hmm. of course they're gonna stay and they're gonna like what I'm doing. And so I don't really have to like do anything out. You don't have to win them. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So how do you win people over? in three minutes right you know uh, in the so room with what, what with, is the secret of that have you what have you found like what worked best for you I don't think there's really any secret uh, you just have to like sort of understand how your voice works with the with the crowd like what kind of energy people respond to mm -hmm. 
it seemed like when and that it, must be different on different nights too. It is it, well, and every night had a different theme. Mm. Um, so I like auditioned with a Kiss by Prince, which is one of my favorite songs, and they oh, they, you don't do originals there. No, it was all oh. covers. Mm -hmm. They really seem to like that mm -hmm. when I go <laughs> kind of falsetto stuff. Uh, you know, I did the Bee Gees thing alive. Like they really love that, and and I mean, I love those things, but it, I, it's it's not me. You know what I mean? And that's but I what, like the fact that you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation mm -hmm. and challenged yourself. Yeah. Because I think that's how we grow. That's that is, grow, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, um, so Louise and I are gonna push you to go audition for The Voice <laughs> and put yourself into an uncomfortable situation and possibly- no, he's gonna no. push us into some sort of podcast competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. All right, let's turn this baby around. Yeah, there you go. Okay, you want me to go there? Why don't you go there? Why don't you go there? Come on. So, okay, so I'm looking at the time. So, yeah. before we go, we have to have you sing another song. Okay. Yeah, mm. I um, think we should give his parents their house back. And we have to give yeah. your, your parents their house back so they don't have to be hiding upstairs. <laughs> but thank you so much for having oh, us. Oh, thank you. It was really awesome. Home. Yeah. And um, for everybody out there, um, Jules Galley, and uh, there's a there's an EP. There are there are these very cool, I, I'm going to have to have a pair of these. Yeah. There are these very cool earbuds. And um, uh, there's some very cool music. So uh, any gigs coming up that... that uh, yeah, we have May 30th at the Hotel Cafe. Nice. It's going to be Wednesday night. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, it's kind of like we had a, I had a residency there last year and all of summer, so it's kind of like a second home uh, in LA. Nice. And Will Koi be there with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Koi is on every gig. Yeah. I mean, we're playing at Stonehouse in Westlake uh, for Mother's Day. Nice. Like a restaurant gig, mm -hmm. and it'll be just her and I playing for like mm -hmm. three hours this Sunday. Um, and then we have Bogies. Uh, Bogies uh, is happening June 28th, so we have some time until then. But um, it's going to be kind of like my first... My first thing in Westlake, you know, under my name, so it's gonna be cool. Sort of like spreading out. Very nice. Yeah. And we're gonna have to have you at Women Who Write and yeah, uh, a too. house full of, of screaming women. I love women and I love writing, so. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so what are you gonna play for us? Mm. Um, you gonna play something off your new EP? Mm. Or no? Something no, I'd like to play something new. Um, cool. Yeah, definitely go check out the EP and go listen to it. But uh, I'd like to play a song. <clears throat> that I, I um, had the pleasure to write with my friend Kobe Ryan McLaughlin, uh, who's also doing some incredible stuff called the Cowboy Killers. They'll be playing before us May 30th at the Hotel Cafe, so if you come through, you'll see them. Um, and it's called The Beginning, and I hope you'll like it. Uh, can't wait to record that song very soon. <laughs> Did we know we will come 
this far We could use this shit to grow I tear it all apart You hold your hate and cry I let go of you now If it is all for the better We can give up home forever But honey, I don't know Honey, I don't know We keep on hiding Still I keep on trying That song needs to be recorded. Yeah, yeah. Jules Galley, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. What was that song called? It's called The Beginning. I'm waiting for the beginning. That was <laughs> that. Woo! That was that was fantastic. I loved it. I love you. You're fabulous. Um, Louise, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Louise. Thank you. Um, next week we're going to be back with Corel Tunador of the Goo Goo Dolls. Woo! Hell yes, we exciting. will. I know it's exciting. Mm. And then coming up. In two weeks is Michael Cole of the Mod Squad. Stop oh my it. God! Yeah. And then we have Larry Wilmore. Oh my God! Ah. It, it, it's it's going to be crazy. But anyway, tonight was fantastic. Thank, Thank you. Right uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, just to say goodbye. Look at that. Look for Jules Galley and uh, make sure you get this because it's pretty fantastic. Please See you Thank next you week. Thank you very much.